At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. You do it, Ali. You, I don't think she caught it, bro. <laughs> well, you, you don't think? Charlamagne the God. It's Thursday. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. <laughs> Good morning. Oh, I don't know what's going on. All right. Oh, there she is. Good morning, there Angela Yee. <laughs> Cut off. Okay. How you guys feeling today? I think that play broke up, guys. Yeah, that play, yeah, it was broke. It was broke. broke play. That, play, that play fell apart. <laughs> definitely, definitely fell apart. Well, good morning. How are you guys feeling? Good morning. Uh, um, I, I'm feeling good. I was actually at the Marconi Awards yesterday. That's uh, Radio Awards. Mm-hmm. So I got to see a lot of other people in radio. Nick Cannon was hosting. Okay. So shout out to Nick Cannon, who was in the building. Right. And uh, Ryan Seacrest got a humanitarian award. So Ryan Seacrest was there as well. Oh, congratulations to him. Now, Charlamagne, you got your show tonight. Who's on your show tonight? Uh, well, first of all, I am blessed, black, and highly favored. Uh, on the show tonight is um, Jim Norton, mm-hmm. comedian Jim Norton, uh, Donald Trump's former lawyer, uh, Michael Cohen. Mm-hmm. Not Michael Cohen. Yeah, Michael Cohen. And uh, Teslin Figaro and 
Stephen A. Smith okay. tonight at 1130 on um, Comedy Central right after The Daily Show. But I'm blessed, black, and highly favored, man. What's happening? How y'all feeling out there? What's going on? Man? I'm, feel, me, I'm man. feeling amazing. Uh, Jeezy will be joining us this morning. Oh, man. Jeezy got a project dropping tomorrow. It's actually another Gangsta Grills with DJ Drama. Now, if you... Uh, 17 all, years I, later, right? 17 years since... No, no, not 17. It's been it's been 17 since Trapper died, but they've done oh. mixtapes since, since then. Like I think, I want to say, can't ban the snowman was their last one together. Don't quote, don't 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 quote me on that. But you know, Jeezy is in my top seven favorite rappers of all time, and I can say that Snowfall is a very, very, very Jeezy project. Okay. If, if, you're, if you're a Jeezy fan, then you know what I mean by that. It's a very Jeezy project, and uh, it comes out tomorrow. We'll be talking about it today. All right. Now, when you yeah, say there somebody's... Were all kinds of, there were all kinds of stories about it saying that Rihanna could be on there and Kanye, so I guess we'll see. Now, when you say somebody's your top seven, does that mean that the person that you say is number seven? Because that's just an odd number. Usually people no, say your top I, five I, or I, top I, ten. I don't have them ranked, uh, but my favorite rappers of all time are Ghostface Killer, uh, Jay-Z, mm-hmm. Nas, mm-hmm. Scarface, T.I., Jeezy, and I'm missing, why the hell am I? And Killer Mike. Rhapsody. Killer Mike. Killer Mike. No, Rhapsody is my favorite of this, uh, one of my favorites of this generation, but my all-time, those are my top seven favorite of all time. But of this generation, it's the Rhapsodies and the Kendricks and the La Russells and the Simbas and those people like that. But those, that's the new generation. But my top seven favorite of all time is those seven I just named. Okay. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what we talking about? Yes, some people are seeing extreme weather already. It's only, what, October 20th today? And we'll also talk about Halloween costumes. We'll tell you the most popular ones. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Charlemagne the guy, we are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right, now last night, uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, the Padres beat the Phillies 8-5. to The Houston Astros beat the Yankees yesterday 4-2. to Now on Thursday night football, the Saints take on the Cardinals at 8-15. Now NBA yesterday, Brooklyn Nets home own, uh, home opener, Pelicans uh, washed them 131 uh, The Knicks lost the time. KD did great, though. He did. Man, KD going to always do great, but that team is never going to be good. And that team is never going to be good because they're not a team. And they need a – I've been saying for two years they need to fire Steve Nash. At what point do you fire Steve Nash? You can't just keep running uh, isolation place, okay? Like, the, like the, just the, the, the Nets' whole game plan is isolation plays and vibes. <laughs> vibes. <laughs> you can't run isolation plays and vibes and think you're going to win. Fire Steve Nash, bro. I don't care if he's NBA royalty. He got to go. Well, the Knicks lost in overtime. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks beat the Rockets 117-107. The Bulls beat the Heat 116-108. And the Phoenix Suns beat the Mavericks 107-105. 
The Knicks didn't look bad. No, nah, they didn't the look Knicks bad. Just, the, the Knicks just don't have no superstar. They mm-hmm. got like some really good, solid, you know, role players, but they they didn't look bad they at look, all. They didn't look bad at all. Now, what else we got, Yeezy? All right. Well, let's talk about top Halloween costumes of 2022. And the top 10, number 10 is Harley Quinn. Number nine is a cowboy. Envy, that's you. Mm-hmm. Number eight is a cheerleader. Number seven is a rabbit. Solomon, number six is a pirate. Number five is a fairy. I thought you would have said that one. Number four is Stranger Things. Number three is a dinosaur. Number two is Spider-Man. And number one is a witch. Yeah, about three of those are in my house. Stranger Things, the cheerleader, the witch. Something else you named is in, is in my house, too. You know what it, was, it is, too? Uh, some of those, I remember growing up, everybody was just a witch because it was easy. You just, all you needed was a hat and a black outfit. <laughs> I know Jeffrey right. Dahmer's in the top 10, but they probably nah, they banned it. They banned all, oh, they started banning those costumes. Yeah, they banned yeah, them I did now. see that. All right, now Netflix is going to start charging for shared accounts. They're cracking down on password sharing. So for everybody that has been borrowing somebody's That's not account. Fair. Well, their subscribers are down a lot, and they said that's part of the reason why. So they're going to offer the ability for sharers to manage the devices more easily and also create sub-accounts if they want to pay for family or friends. At this point, Netflix got to just be happy with the uh, the brand recognition. You know what I mean? Sharing your Netflix Netflix password. That's right. Sharing your password is a part of just spreading the brand and Netflix, you know, because there's too many subscription services out there. Netflix is not the only one. And I keep telling y'all, Netflix model is dated. Like, you know, I I used to think I want to binge watch, and I do. But when you binge watch, think about how many programs you got to put out every year when you're binge watching stuff, as opposed to dropping once a week and, you know, only having to do three souls to cover, like, 30, 40 weeks of the year, as opposed to having to drop all the time because you're binge watching. All right, and millions of people are under frost and freeze alerts. Cold temperatures are hit, cold temperatures are hitting the deep south. So right now, over 75 million Americans are under that alert. Uh, mm-hmm. The temperature in Jacksonville, Florida, was 42 degrees yesterday, and the wind chill brought the wow. temperature down to 37 degrees. And on Wednesday morning, dozens of records were tied or broken. Austin, Texas, 38 degrees. Jackson, Mississippi, 30 degrees. Kansas City, Missouri, 25 degrees. Charlotte, North Carolina, tied its record low at 30 degrees. And so on and so forth. Mm, climate change says soon you'll understand us. <laughs> you may not understand me yet, but when Miami is 30 degrees in, in December, you will. All right. And the potential use of robots with the firing power of a shotgun was discussed at a recent meeting. And this is in Oakland with Oakland police and local community members. It was first reported by The Intercept this week. And here is the lieutenant of the Oakland Police Department discussing uh, these robots. It's a lot easier to just pull out a rifle or a gun and shoot somebody than it is to put a put a live round into this thing. But I think we are all concerned about the dystopian sort of universe where a robot sneaks into our room and shoots us, um, which I know is not the intention, but certainly is a scary thought and what where everyone's mind goes to. All right. We don't, we don't need that. We don't need a RoboCop show. Like here's the thing. Real cops malfunction all the time. And most don't malfunction. They are programmed to be the way they are. So last thing we need is a bunch of RoboCops no. Uh, racially biased. Nah, but if you think about it like this, if it's a, if it's a raid or something, that way you don't have to jeopardize the cop's life going into a raid or going into something that's pretty dangerous, especially if, if you're dealing with uh, something where they're already shooting people. Or just imagine, you know, if they got somebody, 
if they're kidnapping a what kid, makes, what, you know what I mean? What makes you think the robot not going to shoot? Like, there, there's overwhelming evidence that the criminal justice system is racially biased, so we can probably guarantee the RoboCops will be, too. Well, it depends who mans those robots, but that way a, a police officer and other pedestrians probably won't get hurt if they have to go into there. Makes I more sense. Trust it. Yeah, but what about the regular person? I get it. I get the police are in danger, but what about the regular person? Can we really trust a robot? We can. We can barely trust the police, bro. It's now the, the robot can't make their own commands. The person still has to man that robot. But my yeah, but who's programming the robot? Like who's programming the robot? Like uh, like the the, the the criminal justice system is already programmed to be racially biased. No, those so robots. Are, robot a lot of those be? robots are remote control. They're like remote control. You have to actually operate the robot. It's not like you just send a robot and in what and if like the go person, do your thing. Yeah, but what if the person who's re- doing the remote control is still has a racial bias? That's like saying, what about the person that goes inside is racial? It's 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 still a problem that we have to solve, but that will save more lives. I, the reason I don't want the robot because if the robot accidentally kills somebody or, or, or unjustly kills somebody, you can't charge the robot. Well, no, she, you charge the person you manning it. You can charge the person anyway. So. Yeah, you got to charge the person you, manning it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yo, listen, I don't I don't trust the robots. I don't trust the police robots. <laughs> There was a it was a documentary on Netflix called AI. I don't know if anybody ever seen it. No, I never but, watched um, it. All right, well listen, it talks about how in London they use these cameras to identify people, but the algorithm of the cameras would basically only target black people. So now I heard about that. The people who controlling these robots not setting up an algorithm to only police black people. I don't trust. We already can't trust human police. So why That's would my we point. Trust, why would we trust? robotic police that's being controlled by the same people who are creating these algorithms that are, that are uh, targeting black people. Black Simple as that. There, there's overwhelming evidence that the criminal justice system is racially biased. So we know the RoboCops will be, or whoever controlling the RoboCops will be. Right, but the whole thing with the RoboCops... Sounds like a bigger problem. The whole thing with the RoboCops is the cops usually shoot because they feel like a, a, a suspect is shooting back at them. Now the, the RoboCop doesn't have to shoot because it doesn't matter if they shoot at him at all. The only time that the RoboCop will shoot is when a, uh, somebody's in danger, like a pedestrian or somebody, uh, uh, you know, somebody's being kidnapped. It's not yeah, like the RoboCop got to protect itself because it's metal. That is That is very true. But what if the RoboCop just sees, you know, a child with their black father and it's already programmed to think that that black male is a suspect so they automatically the robot assumes the child is in danger just because it's with the black father they're not trained they, they you have to have a they have a remote program they remote control and they send the robot in i don't know man they, I, only reason i say i don't know is because they every time they see a black male now they already think it's danger danger so I, well, I, with, the, with the robots, they just access when it's situations that are inaccessible or dangerous yeah, for not, the police to go in. It's not like they're just walking the street. They're not just going to be walking down the street talking about, hey, Charlamagne, what's up, bro? No, nah, it's not that. They only send them in when it's it's a problem, when you know p- police officers can't get in or it's not safe for people to get in. So it's not RoboCop? No, it ain't no, no goddamn RoboCop. Okay. Well, it is RoboCop, technically. It's <laughs> a robot up, cop. man. Technically. No, you, you RoboCop when you take your hat off. When I don't have a haircut. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hello, hey, this is Drop Top. Yeah, I, hey, I just called. I wanted to say what's up to The Breakfast Club. Happy Thursday. Why, why did they call you Drop Top? Because your headline looked like mine? Oh, yeah, probably, yeah. But, I, no, I did a, a lip sync contest, and I did the, I don't the top of the Maybach joint dance, and I got my nickname Drop Top. What? Yeah, oh, okay. okay. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm a rapper. I'm, I'm coming out soon. I'm stepping out. Uh, I just wanted to see if I could hear one of my t- one of my songs for you. See what you think about it. You want to rap? The Jordan commercial. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I say, this is called the Jordan commercial. It goes, I like my Jordan. <laughs> I lace up my Jordans. What? I lace up my Jordans. I drive okay. around. Ain't gonna stop. Ain't gonna stop. Ain't hey. gonna stop. Go. Full court. Half court. I'm launching trades like they launch planes from the airport. Split slash. Not even Stephon Curry can hit this much cash. I know and when I ride right. the lane, LeBron James knows <laughs> I'm the man. Bro. You gotta stop drinking so early in the morning, bro. Pink Cardaway Cigar Me, it's gonna be harder days. Bro, what do you do besides this? What do you do besides rap? What's your real job, bro? Stop putting vodka in your Cheerios, bro. What's your real job, bro? Yeah. What's my real job? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm supposed to be a rapper, you know what I'm saying? I'm coming out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's stepping out. You gotta stop putting tequila in your Frosted Flakes, bro. So disrespectful. Hello, who's this? It's Rich from Brooklyn. Rich from Brooklyn, get it off your chest. Hey, so I want to talk about this robot thing that they got going on with the police department. It's a it, it, it's a malfunction. The system is already broke. So to implicate something that's the robotic, to enforce laws or do anything of that nature, it, it, it would be broken within itself. We got a lot of work to do already within this system. So Bro. to not do the work that we need to focus on and focus on other things, Rather than focus on the problem. All right, but you got to think about it like this. These robots are not going to be walking around the city in, in the subway. So let's say there's a situation where there's a hostage situation where police it's not safe for police officers to go in or police officers can't go in. That's when they send in the robot to make sure that they can, you know, take care of the situation. But you got to remember, it, it doesn't matter. You know, usually police shoot or are supposed to shoot when they're threatened. It doesn't matter if the, yeah. if the robot's threatened or not because the robot is metal. It, it'll have probably have all types of bulletproof stuff on it. So you don't yeah, have to worry about shooting with that. But the problem well, that's not, is that... That's not necessarily true because I served in the United States Army for eight years and we have these same robots. If I'm thinking about this robot that you guys, you guys are talking about, we have these same robots as I served in the United States Army. And even these robots malfunction. Mm-hmm. There's still a slim chance that this may, this robot may malfunction and injure somebody rather than doing its due diligence that it's provided for. Yeah, and the robot, the, the, the robot is an armed robot. Like, they're armed with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, and they're supposed to shoot rounds in emergency situations. I don't know if this uh, robot is going to be able to properly decipher what an emergency situation is. Yeah, I but mean, I, the, I think it'll regular be, police barely can. Yeah, but I think it'll be, you know, armed. But you got to think with those those robots, this this their shots are more precise. Like, you ever see them robots shoot half-court shots and, and full shots because... They're precise to shoot because they... Hey, you're talking about basketball versus guns? I'm talking about precision. That's what I'm talking about, precision. Crazy. They're based off of precision, <laughs> and those robots are the same. Basketball shots versus a shotgun blast, man. I'm talking precision. That's what I'm talking about, precision, precise, how precise these robots are.
Yeah, I'm not worried about them being precise. I'm worried about what their programming may be. Because I, I, it's hard for me to believe that a criminal justice system that is racially biased wouldn't program robots that are racially biased as well. And their arms. Yeah, but that's just an indication of a bigger problem than if we feel like, and I think we already know the police department and the training that they get is already racially biased. So it's kind of the same thing. It feels like a way bigger problem than just the robots. Yeah, I don't know if the training is racially biased, but I know that the criminal justice system is absolutely overwhelmingly racially biased. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about this. Would you let your significant other go on vacation with their ex? Okay? No. And we'll tell you, we'll tell you who yeah, does that, that and has no part. problem with it. <laughs> Answer? No. All right, we'll talk about that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yeah, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. It's time for the rumor report. Let's talk to Jada Pinkett Smiths. It's time, time, She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, there was a special guest host on Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith, and that is Will Smith's first wife, Cherie Zampino. And they talked about a lot of different things. Um, they talked about messy relationships. Uh, Jada Pinkett started seeing Will Smith right after he divorced from his ex-wife. Both women had really fiery personalities, but now they are a very tight-knit, blended family. And actually, Jada Pinkett Smith does not mind when her husband and his ex-wife go on vacation together. You guys really enjoy each other. You guys really enjoy each other. Does that ever get under your skin? Like, oh, never. Because it's like, never. <laughs> they take yeah. trips. I'm not there. Yeah. They do their thing. Romantic not together world, romantically. Yes. But like if he's going on a book tour and his mom is going and his sister. And it's fun for me to watch them enjoy each other. Well. We've had this conversation <laughs> before based off this exact same topic. I mean, it's, it's not the first time that this this topic yeah, yeah, they've said, them have come up. They've said this. And, you know, people, of course, have their own thoughts about what really goes on. But she's like, it's not like that. It's nothing intimate. It's just trips that they take when she's not there. And it took them a long time to get into that headspace. And so they want to make sure there's also no rumors about that. Yeah, and the basic answer to the basic question, would you let your significant other go on a trip with their ex? The answer from a large majority of people, I'm sure, would be no. But there's a lot more nuance to certain situations because Will and his ex have a child together, and it sounds to me like it's a family function that Jada was describing. So that, that situation is a little different, I think. I think also it's taken them years to get to that place, you know. And so earlier they did not get along with each other. And Jada said it took a lot of forgiveness on the part of his ex-wife for her to finally be okay with Jada because mm -hmm. she was trying to tell her things about her son and their family and she didn't have any kids of her own yet. All right, now let's talk about another relationship. Princess Love and Ray J, a clip of their argument from Love and Hip Hop Hollywood went viral. And here is what Princess Love had to say about trying to please Ray J so much that she even had threesomes. We're done. You can't get away from me. We have kids. We haven't been divorced yet, so you don't know. Trust me, all that's going to change. We don't know what that looks like. I don't care. Oh, you don't? No. Okay. You've already been doing it. Anytime I ever was with guess who was with me? Princess! I loved Ray so much and tried to, like, do the whole, like, threesome thing. But nothing is ever enough for Ray, and I can't keep sacrificing myself and my sanity 
trying to be something that I'm not to make him happy. I thought we might have hugged each other and kissed each other and ran off into the sand, but it didn't happen. It's probably gonna be better for us to get the divorce because that is the way for us to survive. Yeah, I know, I know some women who've been in that exact situation. I know one woman who thought she was going to hell because she said dude made her gay and didn't broke up with her. You know, if the woman already likes women, that's one thing. But if you're forcing her to be with women and she doesn't want to be with women, that's wild. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for women out there, too, you can't sacrifice things that you don't want to do just to please your man. So just because you feel like this is what I have to do to keep him, normally that doesn't work, especially if it's not something that you're willingly doing and that you're happy doing. And if you're doing it just because you feel like, well, if he's going to do it anyway, I might as well do it with him. No. Now, had that happened the other way, is there a man that would would sleep with another man because they don't want their women to cheat? That's the story I want to (laughs) hear. Okay. Well, you know, everything happens. We've seen and heard it all. We've uh, seen it all, but I would definitely love to hear that story. We've definitely had men on lip service who enjoy watching their women with other men also. That's wild. Everything goes. All right, now, Megan Thee Stallion, speaking of relationships, celebrated two years with Partisan Fontaine. There were rumors that they were engaged because she had on this huge ring, but she tweeted out, LOL, as nice as last night was, we are not engaged. So just clearing that up because I definitely saw they got engaged. I saw people posting that they witnessed this engagement, but she's letting people know that's not true. Party, I done told you what to do, my brother. Okay, go to therapy, do the work on yourself find some healing, and then propose to that woman, okay, and raise a nice, beautiful family. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. That's right. When we come up, when we where, where did Envy go, by the way? I have no idea. They just said, <laughs> it's just you two. Go. Jesus Christ. All right. I, I thought I'd <laughs> say we got the People's Choice mixed up next, but we don't. We got front page coming up next. What are we talking about, Yee? Yes. Here's something new that Instagram is working on. A new feature will tell you what it is. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. I'm eating toast. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Everyone deserves to feel safe and protected at home. But some communities are more at risk for deaths or injuries in residential fires than others. As a global leader in fire safety, Kidda believes this issue is cause for alarm. See how Kidda is promoting fire safety in all communities at causeforalarm.org. God, Angela Yee, it's time for front page news. Let me give you some of these sports calls first, man. Well, you know what? I can't even read them on my phone. Sorry, Red. Oh, no, I got it. Thursday night football, <laughs> the New Orleans Saints versus the Arizona Cardinals at 8.15 tonight. Uh, baseball games, the Padres beat the Pirates 9-5. to five. No, the Padres beat the Why are you the reading like this? <laughs> you know why? Because the way he sent it to me, um, it's it's not a, a – it's vertical. So it's sideways, okay. but every time I turn my phone, it scrolls the other way. Man, don't worry about it. Just know that some people won some games last night and some people lost some games last night. Go ahead, G. Do front page notes. And I saw Stephen A. Smith said that Kyrie Irving is not going to resign with the Brooklyn Nets. Man, don't nobody even care. <laughs> like, Kyrie better worry about having a good season this season so people want to sign his ass. Okay? And they need to fire Steve Dash. That much I know. I've been saying that for two years. Steve Nash sucks as a coach. I don't care that he's NBA royalty. All right, now Instagram is testing adding a song to your profile. So they have not put this externally yet. But according to uh, reports and developer and notable leaker Alessandro Paluzzi, he said Instagram is trialing that. Now, if you remember MySpace, some people won't. But remember how you would have a song in your profile that plays every time someone goes on your page? 
Oh, yeah, 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 yep. So it's similar to that feature. So on your Instagram page, you could have a, a little song playing. It could be cute. I don't care. I think it's cute. I'm sure kids do, but I don't care. <laughs> All right. And Omicron subvariants reflect a viral evolution on steroids. There's a new study that suggests the subvariant can cause reinfections and that there are a slew of other subvariants on the horizon that may do the same. They're saying that this new subvariant uh, demonstrates immune dodging abilities, once again, posing a threat if you're vaccinated or if you also were previously infected. Remember, it used to be like, you got it, you can't get it for a, a period of time. Well, now they're saying this new subvariant doesn't even matter. And it's called BA46. It could drive reinfections. And they said that uh, it accounts for just over 12% of new COVID cases in the U.S. And then there's BA5 that has been detected in nearly 68% of new cases. So these are far from the only strange strains that experts worldwide are keeping their eyes on. There's other Omicron subvariants as well. You notice it used to be like all these different Greek letters and whatever, but now it's just Omicron. And it's all so, Omicron subvariants. So basically the virus mutated, just like. The yeah, they're saying at a very, very rapid rate, though. They said it's astonishing how quickly this virus keeps on mutating. I mean, just like the flu mutates every year. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know because I'm, I'm clearly not a scientist, but I would love to know, like, you know, what's the difference between, you know, COVID and the flu as far as the way they mutate all the time? Because the flu mutates every year. Right. Yeah. But, you know, that means is they have to keep on also with the vaccines, changing the vaccines. Yeah. As these viruses are mutating. They, but they're saying it's just so rapid the way this one is changing. So, yeah, they, they again, the with flu vaccines, everybody be safe. Now, Texas schools are sending parents DNA kits. Right. And what is that for? Well, after the mass shooting at Uvalde, they want to make sure that uh in case something happens with your kids, if there's an emergency, that they can be identified. How morbid is that? So now we're sending a DNA kit home. This is in, in Texas. Just in case there's, I guess, another school shooting, and that way kids can be identified. Instead of putting money and resources into actually mm -hmm. preventing school shootings. It's just almost like we they accept the fate. They accept that nothing is going to be done. So, you know, we just got to figure things out after the inevitable happens, which is another school shooting. Lord, now, Brett Cross, whose 10-year-old son was killed in the Rob Elementary School shooting, shared his frustration on social media. He said, yeah, awesome. Let's identify kids after they've been murdered instead of fixing issues that could ultimately prevent them from being murdered. Mm, that's America. <laughs> that is America. America really, truly does not try to, fi try to find uh, solutions to problems. They actually just try to find ways to profit off the problems. But that's another story. Uh, imagine being at home and doing one of these kits. Like, all right, well, just in case something happens, let's make sure that we can identify our kid. Mm, 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 mm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. That's right. When we come back, we're talking to one of my top seven uh, favorite rappers of all time. Okay. His name is Jeezy. Big Snow. He's got our new Gangster Grills dropping tomorrow with DJ Drama called Snowfall. And we're going to talk to him about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Jeezy. Young Jizzle. What up, though? Pastor Young. What's happening, Big my Snow. brother? Big, Big Snow. Snow. Big That's Snow. my favorite record off the new uh, project, by yeah. the way. What? Yeah, Ooh. Big Snow, man. The reintroduction, baby. You got to let them know what it is. Snowfall is out right now, man. How you feeling? Yeah, I'm in. Like new money. All right. You know? 
Um, Snowfall is out right now. Shout out to DJ Drama Don Cannon. Everybody that was involved, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of them things, man. You know, in your career, you just get the moments where you get to play them great games. You know what I'm saying? And this is one of them. Like, you know, I've been doing this for a minute, but it's just like, just, I, just, I just feel rejuvenated, re-inspired. Yeah, I feel like you found a way to give us mature, evolved Jay Jenkins, but still satisfy the core forever right. Jeezy fans with this project. Right. Like, how you think those dots connected? I mean, I just feel like when you're doing it without any expectations, man, we all know, you know, when you're doing it for number one record or, or you doing it for you know uh, uh, you know I don't know what, what's, what's they call it uh, number one billboard, on billboard you know yeah, 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 it's just yeah, yeah. different you know what I mean but when you doing it for you and you just doing what you love and you ain't even looking at it like that it's just a different feeling bro mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying it's therapeutic for me cause it's just like you know it gives me a chance to just keep myself grounded cause I don't been through so much but sometimes we get so successful with other things we forget the struggle we go through. Mm -hmm. So that just like, you know, tap me on the shoulder, like, hey, don't forget. Mm -hmm. You can go back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for you and DJ Drama to team back up again. How did those conversations happen from the beginning to get you here? I mean, a lot of people don't know me and Drama went through a lot of stuff. Yeah, y'all had a lot of beef. Yeah, we had serious Yeah, we had some serious, you know, times. I mean it was it was real. And I just think with anything, it's just like over time, you know, people heal, people grow. And I'm proud of what Drama and Cannon and Lake and all them doing, man. It's, it's amazing because I, I remember seeing where they came from. And I just think the conversation was, you know, we we it, it, there was growth there. We're both successful, but we love what we do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So let's just have some fun. And it's crazy. We've been kicking it ever since we've been working on the project. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it's just love because you able to brainstorm with people that are like-minded, that, that are on your level. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That are really your peers business-wise, too. So it's like I bounce ideas off of them and they bounce ideas off of me. And it's even real, like, you know, I, you know, real talk. You know, when I say I own half of Atlanta, I'm not capping. That's mm -hmm. a real thing. And when Drama and them was trying to get into real estate, you know, that was a conversation we had. And I turned them on to my guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. To help them. Now they, they they probably own the other quarter of it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So Did you, did you see when the, the internet uh, went to go look and, you know, <laughs> cl clearly they don't understand property. LL, they don't understand LL, LLCs. LLCs. Exactly. I'm, I'm LLC shouting, <laughs> man. Like, come on. First of all, I beat the Fed. You think I'm going to let y'all see pull my... <laughs> you, know like, you know what I mean? But it, it's crazy because, you know, we, we as a culture... You're right. You know, you say that, and I say that with pride. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying I got a platinum. I got plenty of platinum records. We all do. But a, a goal of mine was to really be in the real estate game and, and be a mogul in it and be for real. Mm -hmm. And and I've done that. You know what I'm saying? But it's crazy, like you said. And it was, it was one of my old houses that I brought my mom, like, from way back in the day. Like, yeah. the first house I bought her, and it was still in my name, and that's what it was pulling up. <laughs> I, I had to call the lady that did my trust and be like, yo, get that out of my name, too. That's right. Before, you know, somebody tried to sue me and get that. It showed but, the um, ignorance, though, because people don't understand LLCs. They don't understand right, trust. You right. know what I mean? Just like when people say you're a billionaire, they think you got a billion dollars in the bank. That's right. right. Just sitting there, you know, waiting for you to go splurge with it. Yeah, when I was watching Winning Plays, I really... Uh, I noticed that, like, as far as, you know, buying the Lakers and everything, he actually, everything was in real estate. He didn't have a lot of liquid. Right. And that was something that struck out to me because I was like, okay, having all that money in the bank, right, that's not going to increase in value the way right. that having a property can increase or other right. investments right. can increase the value. So just having money sitting, because I feel like sometimes our mentality is we got to stack this money. We got to stack this money. Right. We got to have a large bank account. But because right. of inflation, and the way that that rate of money grows, it's not the same. So you do have right. to invest. I mean, you lose you lose money by just holding it. But mm -hmm. I mean, I think culturally, 
You know what I'm saying? Even when I was coming up, you know, that was it. You want to feel the safe up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but if your money is sitting in the bank or sitting in the safe and it's not working for you, it's not it's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And that's what we, uh, and by the way, it's just like, I had to build that up. You know, my credit line is sick. You know what I'm saying? I, You know, if anything was to ever happen, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. crazy credit line, then also on top of that, it's like you got equity. That's right. You know, I almost own most of my properties flat out. Because every big check I ever made, I put it back into um, my 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 properties or my real estate, and I just think you know you should own something. You know what I'm saying? You should have something because even if you do have a bunch of cash in the bank, anything can happen. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, one time I had got into some legal things, and I went to go open my safe deposit Rosie. box, and they wouldn't let me open my safe deposit box. You know what I mean? Because I had a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And that was real to me. I'm like, damn, you know what I mean? You can freeze my safe deposit box in a bank. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that just goes to let you know that, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, we as a culture, we get a lot of paper, man. And, and that's my position in this game. It's just like a lot of these young cats. And I commend them for doing what they're doing. But it's just like you got to set yourself up for 15, 20 years, 30 years in this game that mm-hmm. you can do other things besides, you know, just run around the world and, and pick up bags. You know what I mean? Because it was an all said and done. You want to sit back, you know, in, in, at, a, at a certain age and like live life. Right. <laughs> you know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Like stress free. So, yeah, that's what I'm on. I want to go back to you and drama. What was what was the beef over and how did y'all fix it? Well, wow. The beef was over. Drum had somebody that was managing him, but he was trying to be an artist too. And he kind of got into drama in the ear about a lot of things and just started to build this. Toxic and toxic environment um, of you know he said she said and I think Drum you know d- decided they had to go with them because I think at the time homie might have been their muscle or something like that mm. I, don't, I don't know mm. but he was like supposed to be the G and um, something happened at a club I can't really say you know what I'm mm. saying but yeah you know it got it got really bad over mm. time and I think it was. For me, you know, I came at a point in my life where I just kind of, like, started healing myself. You know what I'm saying? Because I had a lot of trauma and mm-hmm. things. So, you know, and I just started to work on myself. And I think Dromden was doing the same thing because I saw he start losing weight, working out. You know what I'm saying? And it just, like, over time, we just kind of came back together when the guy got out of their, um, out of their business. Mm-hmm. And we just started talking here and there. And I think it really was Don Cannon. You know what I'm saying? Like, Don Cannon, because he was always, like, the... The mediator, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but it was crazy because when it happened, me and Don was cool, mm-hmm. and Don was like, "Yo, drum need," you know what I mean. So we figured it out, but it came back full circle, man. Because just like even when we did that B side concert, and I was just like going through all the records and all the things we did, brought back so many memories, man. Because it's like, damn, bro, we really been through some, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, and it just brought everything back full circle. So I just kind of feel like we both just grew, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It changed our surroundings. I had people around me too, you know what I'm saying? It was. Yeah, they was putting stuff in my ear. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, they won't go to war. We going to war. I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, we going to war with DJ Drama? Mr. Trapper died. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> I remember back then when I was at Sirius and um, T.I. and Drama was on my show. And so T.I. was like, Drama, tell him you ain't got no beef with Jeezy. He right. was like, yeah, man, I ain't going to be. Shout out to the boy Jeezy. And we would play that drop all the time. And Drama yeah, was like, that was bad. Stop playing that. He yeah, got mad. Right. It was bad. But like, it I was wasn't a I used to show up at shows and Tip would be there. You know, he, Drama would be in the room with Tip and I'd be like, yo, where you at? You know what I mean? Tip Damn. like, yo, it was crazy. Yeah. But I love Drama. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm truly appreciative of 
you know, just the history we got and, and, and the relationship that we built. Cause it just feel good to see, you know, your your partners winning, mm-hmm. like you winning. And you can have those conversations. You know and what it's saying? great because y'all both thriving too. Right. Yeah. And I think that makes it right. easier too when life just still going great. You don't need him. He don't need right. you necessarily. Right. But you bring something for each other, like to come back together and, and create magic. Right. No, it was it, it was dope. It was a whole dope process. Even making the project, it just really felt like I said, like like therapeutic. It was just like man, like this is what we do. Mm-hmm. And and it gave me the free range to talk and say what I really felt. You know what I'm saying? As far as like the music, I don't have to dumb it down. I don't, I don't have to like try to be clean. Or, you know what I mean? Like I don't gotta try to make a certain type of song. It's just like this is how I feel. You know, big snow. That's it. All right, we got more with Jeezy. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, E. Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jeezy, Charlemagne. Yeah, I was gonna add like you know Michael Jackson, Jeezy, yeah. Quincy Drama Jones, and you know they call me that for real in real life. Michael Jackson, Jeezy, 1,000%. Yo, I swear to God, who is this they? Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay, oh God. <laughs> Cause I used to be down there hustling when I was young. Okay. They used to call me Bling because I used to come down there, you know, from Georgia when I was young. I used to have the Lexus, the Rolexes, and all that. <laughs> that's what they knew me by. And then I started doing music because there was some other cats down there that I was hustling with that was doing music. They were called SOP, Sounds of Profit. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of mocking myself after what they was doing. I went and bought my studio in Georgia, whatever. And then it worked. So they, and one of my partners that was in SOP, they went to prison and he got out like eight years later, whatever. But I was still going back and forth down there. Mm-hmm. But I'm big now. Just like, after Trapper Die, after, yeah, after it's like Thug Motivation? Yeah. Okay, okay. And I go to the hood and that I just sense. pull up in the hood and be there like <laughs> like regular, you know what I mean? On Parkway, where everybody know me at. Word. And everybody come out, he's like, Michael Jackson, Jeezy. And I'm like, See, I thought it was Yo. he was a great dancer. No, no, no. I don't think we'd dance with them diamonds, baby. I would, you know what, what? what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? Um, but it, but it, it, it did something to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I would be down there and the people would just show up and they'd be like, Michael Jackson, and it's a real thing. I remember walking through, uh, walking in, in Lauderdale with some of my people and it was like, yo, Michael Jackson. And they're like, what the hell are they saying? <laughs> Michael Jackson, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Shout and out to Quincy Lauderdale. Drama Jones. Jones yeah. <laughs> for sure. The I love the record uh, Street Cred, too. Yeah. And you say, you know, uh, they lost your street cred. Right. They say you lost your street cred. So what, man? And I'm glad that somebody like you who's glorified the streets for so long. Right. You know, you, you've gotten to the age where you like, you know what? Street cred not important. Like, nah. do you remember the first time you realized that you came to that realization? Oh, man. I really think that when you start walking in those rooms and you try to do business, nobody really care about what you've done on the streets. You know what I'm saying? And then as a man, you know what I'm saying? You shouldn't care about, because what people think about me ain't none of my spiritual business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it just not. But for me, it's just like, I don't need validation by what you consider to be real for me to be a real man. Like, let's take the rap and the artists and everything out of that. And a lot of the things I did because I was trying to get validation. I want people to know like, I'm about my issue. I'm going to do this and that. And the last time I got locked up in um, L.A., uh, when that incident happened in in, uh, in the Bay, like, that's when I was really like, man, you got the world. Like, you you successful. You on tour. You doing, you know, 30,000 30, people a night. And you in jail. For what? You know what I mean? I remember everybody calling like, yeah, man, woo. Like, you know, like it's a real thing. And I'm sitting there going like, about to throw my whole career away because I'm, I'm trying to live by a stereotype in the cold. Right. <laughs> you know Fair what I'm enough. saying? And, and, and if I do go to prison, 
Ain't none of these people finna send me no money. They ain't finna write me. They, they ain't gonna look out for my kids. Right. Come on, I, I watched right. it. Yeah, they gonna call you. It's stupid. funny. And Freddie Gibbs, he right. he took accountability for the issues right. that you guys had, mm-hmm. and y'all actually ran into each other. Right. What was that like for you? I mean, it was um, the way I look at it. Like you know, if I got an issue or I, I, I feel a way about something, I'ma feel it. You know what I'm saying? Not even the emotional part. But when I seen him, it was just like. It was love because I never really had a problem with with kids. You always said that. Yeah, yeah. I always told him, bro, like, you're going to be big. You know what I'm saying? Minus me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want to hold you back. But I just think it, it, at times when we want that instant gratification, we don't understand, like, this thing takes time, you know, for you to be great and you to come in your own. So when I saw him, it was just more like, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see you moving. I'm glad to see you coming into your own. You know, I'm hearing the music. I'm seeing what you're doing. That's what's up. I told, like, I'm like, I told you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just dapped it up and, 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 you know, chopped it up for a minute, exchanged numbers. And it was love. And it's just like when you really go back and look at it, you know, that process had to happen. But I just think, you know, you know, like I said before, just like when you have trauma and you coming from situations and you really don't know how to communicate, you know, it's always going to be that when it comes to what expectations are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like, you know, a lot of the incidents I ever had in music or in business is because there was poor communication. Right. And I feel like if we would have hopped on the phone and chopped it up way earlier, he mm-hmm. told me how I, he felt, I told him how I felt, and we could agree to disagree and then be like, all right, cool, well, mm-hmm. we can still get money and still do music and, and keep this to ourselves. Um, you know, I felt like that would have been the way, but I think we both kind of walked away from this. Like, he's a better artist person and, 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 and I have a better understanding for you know dealing with artists and people now just like you gotta let people have a room to feel how they feel yeah it always seemed like he took it personal but for you it was just all business because all you ever said was freddie was just upset because he didn't pop with you he didn't pop off right and and the thing was everything ain't the right mix though bro Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like every everything you know everything don't just go together so sometimes you gotta try something different Mm -hmm. so i didn't feel no way about that Mm -hmm. i wanted him to be successful you know what I'm saying? It's just like that didn't work, but the YGD thing did. You know what I'm saying? So it's just how it works. But at the end of the day, I just feel like that was what was supposed to happen for him. He sees that now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I hope that he understands going forward because I had that happen with me with Nas when the hip hop was dead thing. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I flipped out because I thought he was talking about me. I'm like, hold up, man. You know, because I'm winning now. You're talking about hip hop dead. It's a whole conversation. So when I said what I said on the radio, and you know I was spazzing and flipping out you know what I'm saying because I could have called him mm-hmm. you know he called me mm-hmm. hey King I can understand your frustration uh, but let me just tell you you know my perspective and when he explained it to me calm and cool and collective I'm like damn All right. right so that just made me think so when Gibbs called me with the uh, I'm just like bro we just got to sit down and get in the same room so mm-hmm. we can figure this out that was my thing so that's why I never took it personally mm-hmm. right also, I'm going to go back to the street cred record because you said something about, you know, the stereotypical things that they think a man should be. Right. I find that everything that they tell us they want us to do to be real always is, is something criminal. You got to do something criminal. I agree. You got to die. Yeah. You got to go to jail. <laughs> or kill somebody. You got to do 10 years, don't tell on nobody. Like, yeah. all that. I mean, look, man, to each his own. I mean, I just always believe in integrity, values, and morals. I have that, you know, and I can't speak for another man. Uh, they ain't my place, but it's just like, I'd be damned if I did all this to get out of that, mm-hmm. to do that again. You know what I'm saying? It, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's just almost like, 
you know, becoming a millionaire, living beyond your wildest dreams and just going to spend and give all your money away to be back in that same position. It doesn't, it just doesn't make logical sense. Mm -hmm. You're doing this to get out of your environment, to put people on, and then you're getting caught up in the stereotype of, but I still got to be a real one. And then you go mm -hmm. out here and you put yourself in prison and ain't nobody looking out for you. You know, you go out here and you get killed. And ain't nobody taking care of your kids. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and everybody I've seen try to keep it real. Look what happened. Look what happened to Dolph. Look what happened to Nip. Look what happened to Bankroll. Look what happened to Dobie. Mm -hmm. You know, look what happened to B&D. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's all mm -hmm. because of that. I'm going to be real with them. You got to be real with yourself, man. You know what I mean? I, that's one thing about it. But I ain't living for nobody but me and mine. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. You know, you and your deathbed, you sick right now. The people that really rock with you and love you, they're going to be there, bro. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Jeezy. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jeezy. Charlamagne? Do you feel like you got a responsibility being that, you know, you were the mouthpiece for the streets for so long? Right. You know, probably encouraged a lot of brothers to do the wrong thing. Do you feel like a, you have an obligation to, you know, encourage them to do the right thing now? Um, well, I always felt like what I was doing was right because I was always talking about motivating the thugs. Mm -hmm. Um, I told them when I came in the game that I was corporate thugging. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing. You see it, corporate <laughs> thugging. You the see cognac? it. Mm -hmm. The cognac, mm -hmm. the water. Shout out to Nas, shout out to Defiance Few. But I think that my position in this, you know, people always ask me, what's your position? What's the uh, Mount Rushmore? My position in this game is just to continue to lead by example because I'm one of the very few that did what I said, and everybody knows that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows that I put in my work. Mm -hmm. But I continue to evolve without having to have um, any type of validation. So for me, it's just like the more that I can evolve and grow and show people, like, you can do this and still be who you are, um, that's that's my responsibility because mm -hmm. it's almost like where else you gonna go if you coming from the street and you rapping you supposed to just right. stay there right. you know what I'm saying 10-15 years in it you still thugging <laughs> you know what right, I'm saying right. like, so it's almost like nah you go out you, you can own a company you can buy a business you can buy real estate you can still look like this you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. you don't gotta change up who you are just to do what you do so I feel like that's more so my responsibility than anything because it's almost like I opened the door for them I was Mr. Trapper Die. I didn't close the door when I came in. I didn't lock the door. Most of these cats that you see are really coming from the streets. But if you ask them who they saw do it first, it would have to be me. Mm -hmm. Who else came from where I came from that you saw it in real time and got to where they at? So at the end of the day, I, I do have a responsibility to keep. You know, that's why you don't see my name in no bull. I'm grown as hell. I, don't, mm -hmm. you ain't about to, I ain't about to be in no blogs. I ain't about to be, you know what I mean? I ain't about to be mm -hmm. in the wrong spots. I ain't been, because that's, I'm a man first. Mm -hmm. And your philanthropy, you did the snowball. The snowball, yeah. Shout out to everybody. You raised almost a half a million dollars uh, for inner city youths, inner city kids. And then, not even that, I just really wanted to bring my relationships in a room uh, and put them all together so people can rub elbows and make contacts and network because I know a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? I always was taught that you got no different types of people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. some of my homies who couldn't be in those type of rooms, they had an opportunity to do that. Some of those people that I know that are millionaires, billionaires, that don't understand the culture, get a chance to see it now. Mm -hmm. They go like, wow, I never know you guys were doing this. My banker friends was talking to my, you know, uh, to my industry partners about loans and different things. And everybody wanted to come back next year and do it bigger. But 
you know, that's that's what it's about. You know, right. putting everybody together. You know what I'm saying? And, and and continuing to grow. I love all the record King's Crown too. Yeah, that's a real one. Man. And you yeah. said one line that stood out. You said uh, just last week you called Shake twice. Yeah, in reference to Chris Lighty's. So I was like, damn. After, after all these years, right. still hasn't hit you that he's not here. I mean, yeah, man. But like, Shake saved my life, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He made me feel like I could do anything, and I just kind of feel like he saved my life, and I did everything but save him, mm. and that bothers me. But you didn't know what was going on with him, though. I didn't, man, but it's just like how, you know, you hear about suicides and things like that in in the world, but then you got to really think about when you know somebody with so much life, so much to live for, mm -hmm. lit up any room, was always happy, always popping his shit. Like, you know how Shake was. And it no, was I just, never knew him. Oh, you never knew Shake? Nah, I never knew him. You know, like, bro, he was, he had an aura around him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could be down. Shake come around. He, hey man, get it together. You know, he, Oakland, yeah, he Oakland kid. Successful. So many people relying. Right, right. And and I just I couldn't fathom that. You know, I don't think a lot of people know, man. I laid in the bed almost two weeks when 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 that happened to Shake. Like I couldn't. Damn. I just couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. And I kind of felt like he left me alone, but I I had to really snap out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like damn, I want to make him proud. And, and you know, a lot of that had to do a lot with me and Ross figuring out our differences. Because mm -hmm. I know if he was here, he wouldn't want that. Mm -hmm. So I had to, you know, man up there. Like, okay, I was wrong here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I took with you, you know what I mean? So we had to really sit down. But that was more about, like, damn, like, bro, I wanted to see us out here going back because he signed me and Ross. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, man, sometimes I just, but then that's why every project I ever done, I give him executive producer credit on every product, project I've done ever since he passed because he... he he always told me if you got the club, uh, the streets, and radio, you got a hit. And that's always been my formula. And you yeah. said he signed you and Ross. How come he don't get more credit for that? Because I always feel like Jay and L.A. Reid get that credit. I mean, you know how that go. Um, they they the, they the top of the chain. But like mm -hmm. they would say that Kevin Lyles and L.A. Reid signed me. Mm -hmm. But Shake Shakir was the one who told L.A. Mm -hmm. I'm in the streets every day. Like, Jeezy the real deal. Okay. And then... When he went and he called me, he's like, I got this guy from Miami, I want you to meet him. And then I'll be damned, it was Rick Ross. You know what I'm saying? He signed Rick Ross up there. And there's a couple more people that he signed, but he, you know, he was he was very influential when it came to LA Reed. Because that was LA's guy. Mm -hmm. So he kinda listened to what Shake had. Because he wasn't in the streets mm -hmm. of LA. But Shake was. So when did Hove come in the picture? Cause, you know Oh man, Hove came in the picture, uh Kevin Lyles, LA Reed signed me. And then Kevin Lyles called me two weeks later. And said, uh, "I just want to let you know I'm going. I'm not going to be there no more. I'm going to Atlantic." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Two damn, yeah, two weeks." So now I was sitting in the barbershop. I'll never forget <laughs> in the hood. I was like, "Damn," because you know Kevin Lyles was the guy. Yeah, mm -hmm. you like now what? Right. And there's like a new president coming in. I never forget. I was walking in Def Jam maybe about a month later, and I remember there was a Maybach right in front of the uh, in front of the building where you're not supposed to park. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm sitting at the Def Jam counter giving them my ID so I can go upstairs. And I see the door open and I, I look back and I you know, continue to do what I do. And I just hear somebody say, yo, Jeezy. And I look back. It was Hov. Mm -hmm. He's getting out of Maybach. Mm -hmm. He's like, 
come on, just come up with me. We go upstairs. He's like, yeah, you know I'm the new president, right? <laughs> He's like, whatever you need, I got you. I was like, damn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, I love Kevin Lyles, but goddamn, you know what I mean? And the first thing I'm thinking in my mind, like, I got to get a record out of, uh, out of home. I got to figure this out. So, immediately. Right, immediately. That was like my first thought. Like, me with a record with Jay-Z, but nah, it's dope. But you, a couple times on the project, you talk about your cousin setting you up. Right. And you said you back in your auntie house, but auntie stealing from you? Right. You think auntie stealing from you? I, I had one that got me. And not stealing. Oh, the, not the auntie I met. Not, no, no. Oh, no, no, okay. No, no, no. Oh, right. No, no, I was like, mother. man, that no, hurt. Matter of fact, she used to hustle with me. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah we used to get money together. Yes, yes, yes. But I had other people that you might, you know, my uncles them stole my bonds before. You know, yeah, what yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? I had some cousins that, you know, hit me up for a Nina or two, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, in the attic. I had some, you know, aunties that, you know, take a little bit out of there and keep it for themselves and whatever. Um, and when I say my cousin said of my cousin, like that that actually really happened. You know, shout out to my cousin Goldmouth. A lot of people don't know. He like Goldmouth did ten years. You know what I'm saying? He did ten years in the feds. Mm -hmm. And he's not he wasn't even a criminal. He was just my cousin and he would do it, you know, anything for me and with me. And, you know, one of our cousins who's supposed to be our big cousin that we looked up to, um, you know, that we was kinda, you know, you know, whatever with, um, was the only one that knew what was going on, you know, he did the unthinkable. Right, right. And, and, and I, you know, I never forget Goldmile told me like, cause like I was um, one car next to you and I could see you in the driver's seat. And he said, all I had, would have had to do was been like, yeah. And he said, I just remember you riding off and I rode off and um, this is a cousin that wasn't a criminal and he had to go do, you know, 10 years and, you know, it was just like, you know, I couldn't believe that somebody who's supposed to love us and be our big, you know, like yeah. big homie would, would do that. But it also taught me about how life is. And when you deal with people, man, if it's and that's why I say just live for yourself. Don't live for these people, man, because if it's you or them, it's always going to be you. Mm -hmm. They're going to throw you under the bus. They don't care. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, shout out to Goldmine, because if it wasn't for Goldmine, there would be no. Young Jeezy, Big Snow, Mr. Seventeen Five, you know what I'm saying? Right, None of that. Right. Because it wouldn't have never happened. You know, I probably did them ten and, and, and still been there. You know, like still been in the streets. So shout yeah. out them. Yeah. Man, I got a million more questions, man, but yeah. you know, Big Snow. Yeah. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, Well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. For everyone listening, I literally just told him two seconds ago, but we are talking about Diddy surprising students at his Bronx charter school, Capital, Pre Capital Preparatory Charter School in the Bronx. Now, the school has over 200 underserved students from the sixth grade through the ninth grade, and every year, uh, you know, they 
help those kids out and they plan to facilitate 700 students at some point. So the goal is to keep on adding on additional grades at some point. And here's what Diddy had to say. Diddy in the city part two. We are back in the city doing positive, uplifting things. I'm so proud today because the kids don't know that I'm coming to see them. This is the third school that I've been blessed to be able to open in New York, in my hometown, in the Boogie Down Bronx, coming to you live from Co-op City. Grew up just like y'all, and this is one of my dreams. And to see all your beautiful faces, and to see y'all just touching me, you know, I almost start crying in front of y'all. This is my family, right? That's a flex. Forget how many phantoms you got, or how many chains you got, or how many mink coats you got, how many schools you got. Drop on the key. So That's dope hard. to see how exciting that is for the kids and how That's much hard. that helps out. I visited the one in Harlem um, before to talk to the kids there a couple of times. So shout out to Diddy for that. I think that is so inspirational. All right, now Rihanna is doing a Savage Fenty sportswear launch. So congratulations to her sportswear. You know, that is like... I think one of the top things always, athleisure is what they call it, athletic leisure wear, because a lot of us, that's what we wear day to day, running around, running errands, but you still want to be cute. So I'm sure that's going to do well. So she's partnered up with Adam Selman, and uh, he's a designer. They have a history of collaborations together. So now they have joined forces for this collection, Savage Fenty Sport. Now, she said, I was inspired by everyday life. Everything is a sport. Being pregnant is a sport. For me, it was about fit and fabric. And I let Adam play with everything else. The pieces are sexy and snatch you, but it's functional. And that's what describes the whole sport collection. Sexy, functional, fashion. So super okay. cute. If you, there's some pictures of it online if you want to see what it looks like. I see some bright cheetah prints looking super cute. And Damian Lillard has unveiled an affordable sneaker line. He's worked with Adidas in the past on his signature sneaker line. And that line has been incredibly successful. And over the years, he's been looking for ways to expand. So now he's entering this market. It's called The Certified. It's a signature shoe, and it only costs $95. Did you see him? The what shoe? It's his signature shoe now. It's uh, no, Damian Lillard. And they only cost $95. So he's doing the Dame certified line with Adidas. And it's hard to find basketball sneakers under $100. Back in the day, $95 still sounded like a lot. But today, to get some good quality basketball sneakers, not bad. Yeah, I'm all not right, a sneaker big- guy. I know nothing about sneakers. I, I wear the same Pumas all the time. And some Yeezy slides every now and then, which is why I hope that the Yeezy slides don't become a, a symbol of hate. All right, and Big Sean is offering some advice to YK Osiris following uh, the cryptic video message where he was talking about on how unhappy he was. He said, I want to die. I want to kill myself. I just want to leave this earth. And then he did thank people for checking in on him. Well, Big Sean uh, went ahead and gave him some advice because, you know, he's gone through his own issues, too. And so he was just letting him know that everything is, uh, you know, everything's going to be okay. And I think that's what YK Osiris wanted is for people to be able to uh, reach out to him. It was a cry for help for sure. Absolutely a cry for help. And also these industry dudes ain't your friend. They know how to pretend in the words of Curtis Jackson. Okay, so don't ever think that you're going to find a a real support system in this business. Hell no. I mean, you can find some real friends. You definitely can. I wouldn't tell people that. You know, Uh, I think I found some really good Real, Usually real it's the friendships. people that you 
usually it's the people that you came in the game with or you came you came up with. But people that are already established, they just simply don't have time. That's, by the way, Drake is the guy who made the song "No New Friends." So you, t- you think? Yeah, you I know. never, I never agreed with that. I think I've developed I, like some friendships later in life that I really appreciate even more from people who are in this business that I've known for maybe like only the past five, six years. Okay, but wait till you get in a real situation. If they're there for you, then that's different. But most time, most of the times, they're not. They're there for you in the highs, but when it's the low, you're going to be looking around, and it's usually going to be the people that's not in this business. Now, YK Osiris, uh, you know, Big Sean told him, saying this out of love, love yourself first so, don't, so you don't need everyone or anyone else's love to function or to feel good when you your own source of happiness and love, then any love you get is just extra on top, which is beautiful. And any love you don't get, you're still you and an un- and unaffected or at least not as affected by conditional circumstances or how others feel about you. Just leaving that there for others as well. Very true. That's therapy mm-hmm. talk right there, baby. Dropping a clue bonds with Big Sean. Now, Akon sat down with Bootleg Kev, and everybody's been talking about Akon's hairline, it how looks it looks like he, he's had a hair transplant. Well, he is talking about what actually went down. You obviously have hair. Right. Yeah. So, so. Oh, no, I went to Turkey. I went to Turkey and got a procedure. Was it painful? So don't forget, in the beginning, my whole front was loose. It was what, real thin. Was it painful? The, it's the painful part is the beginning when they got to numb you up. Mm. That numbing ain't no joke. But they speak a needle like this big, just kind of nonstop. Looks good. It looks oh, no, like it looks amazing. Yeah, I love it. Like Tory Lane should have went to your guy. No, I told. I said Tory should have came to my man. Was it expensive? No, nah, that's the thing. It's so affordable. It's ridiculous. Yeah, what, I was about to say. For what I for what I did, it would have cost me fifty grand here in America. I paid look seventy eight, seventy five hundred. That's it. That's it. Why Bootleg Kev gonna lie to Akon like that and tell Akon that that hair looks looks good? Akon hairline looks ridiculous. It looks like it's connected to his eyebrows, and his hair looks so dark because most people's just for men is already the color of Akon. So Akon's hair dye has to be darker than he already is. It just look it looks insane. Looks insane. <laughs> all right. Well, shout out to him if he's happy with it. Hey, all right. And that is your rumor report. You ever seen the, the little beetles off Super Mario Brothers? The, the, I think they, they, they're like little helmets. like they like the little black helmets on Super Mario Brothers. That's what Akon hair look like. Well, shout out to all the guys with the hairlines. I saw Nick Cannon last night, and he's growing his hair out, and he's very proud of his hairline. <laughs> Man, if y'all don't just go bald and knock it off. Michael Jordan didn't go bald and make bald so fly all those years for no damn reason. Okay? All right. Look well, ridiculous. that is your... Rumor report now coming up next. We got Donkey of the Day. Who are you bringing that donkey to? Man, four after the hour, uh, let's just talk about how nobody in this country seems to have a plan for gun control or mass shootings in schools. We'll talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When it's time to get with someone special, the best way to do it is with Magnum Large Size Condoms. That gold foil wrapper is a badge of honor and it means you're protected. And you take care of things with comfort. Accept no substitutes. Bring the pleasure with the gold standard. Magnum. Large size condoms. This is a miracle. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes. You are a donkey. The latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Uh, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. My wife is white. 
to the breakfast club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? Well, donkey of the day for Thursday, October 20th goes to the entire state of Texas. Well, not the actual people, but the powers that be, in particular, the Texas State Legislator, the Texas Education Agency, Texas State Senator Donna Campbell, who sponsored the SB 2158 bill. And that bill is the reason they are getting donkey today. And, of course, Governor Greg Abbott. Now, as a parent, sending your kids to school nowadays, ugh, I'm sure if you're like me, causes your anxiety to go through the roof. All right, parental paranoia is at an all-time high. Only thing we can tell ourselves as parents is that, hey, the kids will be fine. But we don't know for sure that will be the case. We're just hoping for the best, okay? I thought that my kids would just have to face some of the same things, you know, we faced when we went to school. You know, the things that we saw growing up, the teasing, or if you want to call it bullying, maybe a fight or a teacher getting slick with your kids or the kids' grades slipping because they're distracted, things of that nature, okay, the regular stuff. But this generation of kids has things they have to worry about that us born in the 1900s didn't have to deal with. And that's uh, school shootings. Not saying they didn't happen back then. First one I can remember was Columbine, and that was in 1999. But it seems like in 2022, mass shootings at schools are something we as parents have to think about. And I truly don't believe anyone is trying to fix the problem because if they did, we would have some type of gun control legislation in this country and some type of comprehensive mandatory mental health services from kindergarten to 12th grade. I'm not saying that will totally fix the problem, but man, it's a better idea than this one. What do you mean this one, Uncle Charlotte? Well, let's go to WKXA and NBC for the report, please. Children in Texas tonight are coming home from school with DNA test kits, and it's all thanks to a 2021 state law. But it's causing anxiety for some parents in the wake of the Uvalde school shooting. But as our Monica Madden reports, the law was intended for something entirely different. Like any parent, Dallas mother Tracy Walder wants her seven-year-old to be safe at school. But she says the fact that kids are being sent home with DNA kits is rubbing her the wrong way. No one wants to think about taking their child's DNA because they may get killed at school. Especially after the Uvalde shooting. We are treating, in a way, schools like war zones. When I served overseas, my DNA was on file. In 2021, Republican and Democratic lawmakers passed the Child ID Act, requiring the Texas Education Agency to provide identification kits to K-6 through grade families. DNA kits to help identify your child if they get killed in a school shooting. Texas, that's all y'all got. Every day homeschool is looking like a better option. Number one, there's a lot of people who don't feel comfortable sending their kids, you know, uh, uh, DNA out, you know, for any to, to anyone for any reason because of privacy reasons. You know, I know folks who don't even do the ancestry test because they don't want to give out their DNA. But the fact that elected officials have decided that they would rather spend money on giving you a kit that reminds you your child potentially could be the victim of a mass shooting, a mass school shooting that leaves them so damaged they won't be recognizable instead of actually doing something, anything that could correct this problem is mind blowing to me. I know school shootings are complicated, you know what I mean? But they usually involve two things, feelings and guns, all right? These kids who have, you know, 
suicidal thoughts and anger and trauma they haven't dealt with and access to guns usually project that hurt they are feeling onto other people, which is why mental health literacy and social emotional learning are absolutely necessary. You have to have mandatory mental health services in all these schools, okay? Give these kids someone to talk to. Spend money on creating a mindfulness, wellness climate in your school. Make these kids feel safe to talk to someone and provide them resources for when they are ready to talk. Okay, all these kids have emotional and behavioral problems. Invest in getting them the help they need. Okay, and how about investing in some damn metal detectors and more security all over these school campuses? Make schools like the airport. I would rather my kids be inconvenienced having to go through metal detectors and stuff like that than have my kids being inconvenienced by having to do random school shooting drills. Okay, school shooting drills and DNA kits being sent home so parents can identify the bodies. This is what happens when you don't have a plan to fix anything because you have decided that not restricting guns and providing proper mental health services for people is not high on your list of priorities, okay? The state of Texas is a larger reflection of what's happening in this country in regards to this issue, and what's happening is absolutely nothing. You know why? Because the NRA has these folks in their pocket, and that's what they care about more than anything, their pockets, their bottom line, okay? The NRA lobbies against gun control laws, and it's the biggest gun owners organization in America. In 2020, the NRA spent about $250 million, 250 M's, okay? That's more than all of the country's, you know, gun control advocacy groups put together, all right? According to some reports, the NRA spends about $3 million per year just to influence gun policy, but... That's only the recorded contributions to lawmakers, okay? Trusted believe considerable sums are spent out, elsewhere via PACs and independent, independent contributions, okay? And those funds are difficult to track. But the moral of the story is lawmakers be getting paid from a group that doesn't want gun control. So all we are left with is DNA kits to identify our child's remains in the event that they are the victim of a school shooting. And by doing this and not coming up with any comprehensive solutions, they are simply saying not if, but when. Let us pray. Please let Remy Ma give the Texas State Legislator and the Texas Education Agency the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, you dumb. It's Ooh. nasty out here. It's nasty out here. <sighs> All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day, Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. Now, coming up next, we have Ask Ye. If you have any questions about anything you need advice on, it could be relationships, friendships, finances, workplace situations. Call us up, 1-800-585-1051, and we got you on The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Come on, relationship advice need personal advice just need real advice call up now for ask ye keep the bread what's up it's the breakfast club and we are doing ask ye 800-585-1051 is a number good morning who is this hey this is murph what up murph murph oh murph okay i was like murph that sounds crazy okay go ahead murph <laughs> nah, nah. what's the question no nah, no nah. um <laughs> No, no, I finally got you. First of all, shout out to you and, and Breakfast Club. I love y'all. Always, I want to listen to y'all every day. But yeah, um, <laughs> shooting my shot for y'all. Since you leaving, Miss Yee, I was asking, since you part of the Breakfast Club, y'all looking for new people, y'all need to do a new segment called Talk Your Ish. Since you leaving, you can't do Ask Yee no more. So I was asking, when you put in the business before, like a club like Breakfast Club or something like that, like what's the best way to 
kind of get yourself out there. Like I've been trying to call y'all every day. But what's the best way you to s- actually get out there? And, and, so you're, and you're saying you like want to aud- audition? Pretty much. I, I mean, tuck I just it, did my tuck first ish, job at my school at Benedict, and I know you leaving the Breakfast Club. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just trying to get my, I'm trying to be in a, in a different light. Like you know, I'm trying to do different avenues now. And hosting the Breakfast Club is cool. You, Charlamagne, what y'all do is amazing. And I think. All right, this is what we're gonna do for you, Murph. I'm gonna put you on with somebody else right now. We're gonna um, do a conference call, and you're gonna do Asky. We're gonna do Ask Murph, talk your ish, and let's see uh, what kind of advice you're gonna give to people. Okay? Word, I'm with it. All right, let's. uh, All right, so Murph, you stay on the line, and let's take Portia on line eight. Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, Portia, it's me and Murph. Now, Murph is here. He is uh, wanting to audition for this open spot that's going to be on The Breakfast Club in January. So you're going to ask a question. I'm going to okay. see what type of advice Murph gives you. Word. Hey, Murph. Um, oh, no. I would um, because me and uh, my family, we're bringing my mama up to New York for her 60th birthday. Um, mm-hmm. So I was calling to see what all we could do. Uh, since she's 60, she wants to kind of go out, have a little uh, nighttime fun. So we're trying to figure you out. Ever been in New York? Yo. You ever been to New York? Uh, I have, but nobody else traveling with us uh, has been. It's my mama, my brother, my sister, and my husband. Okay. Hey, All right. 60 is still beautifully young. There's so much stuff to do in New York. You can you can do the boat trip around the Statue of Liberty. I'm, I'm originally from Queens. But you go downtown to Manhattan, you can take her out. You got the Rockefeller Hotel. You can take her to the uh, to the Statue of Liberty, do a boat trip around there. Those things are uh, fun things to do, good times, the memories, the pictures. Just taking her to New York and seeing that type of light for, for somebody 60 What about years, nightlife? Yeah, because you're, you're a mom, 60 years old. You wanna, She want to party a little bit? Yes, a little bit. <laughs> Hey, I, when I was in New York, we did a blackout party and we did a boat trip around the Statue of Liberty and that was our party. It was light. It was okay. easy. I mean, it's not mad noise. Like I said, I still feel like 60s young. So you go to New York, you're having a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not mad at the idea. They do have these fun boat rides that you can take, you know, around the city. I you should also look ride. up and see what type of concerts and things like that are happening. You know, you can always look online. Uh, Time Out New York. They list a lot of different things that are happening in the city at different venues. So you can choose from a lounge up to like a performance. Also, Broadway <laughs> plays. Y'all know I'm a big fan of Broadway play, uh, Broadway plays. Yeah. And M- you know, I've been telling you, MJ, the musical <laughs> is amazing. If you want to uh, go see that. You know what else is really good? Tina Turner. Let me see if that play is still out. Oh, yeah. Tina Turner. Fire. I think I'm about to say, Tina Turner's fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think she will like that. And MJ, the musical, really, really fun, too, by the way. She'll love that. Y'all be okay. dancing, standing up in your seats and everything. Yes, we'll definitely check that out. Can I give a shout out to our uh, family company as well? Mm-hmm, of course. Definitely. Okay, so our family company is Game Time Entertainment and Party Rentals. We're a local black-owned business in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, we do party uh, inflatables, jumpies, and um, carnival machines, things like that. Uh, it's GameTimeTuscaloosa.com. Check us out. We uh, are in Alabama and the surrounding areas. Oh, and one more thing I wanted to tell you, by the way. Also, mm-hmm. maybe some jazz clubs. Birdland, which is in the Times Square area, that's a really fun okay. jazz club. I took my best friend's mother there one time, and we had the time of our lives. She really enjoyed it. Okay. And also, 
Minton's Playhouse that's in Harlem. Okay, they also do a lot of jazz there too, and I think that's really fun too. And you know, live music. I think, like when I go to New Orleans or when I go to Nashville, just yes. seeing live music is a different type of feel to be able to party like that. Okay, well, thank you. I definitely wrote all of those options down. All and right. you were definitely happy come birthday to your family as well. Your coffee house. Oh yay! Well, let me know. Hit me up on Instagram. I will. We'll be there. Uh, my mom's birthday is June 6th, so we'll be there June 5th through the 8th. I love that you happy are planning this far in advance, Portia. Oh, and how yes, do you think I'm he did? I'm an early planner. How do you think Murph I'm did? Early... Really good. Yes, you did really good. I appreciate you, because I'm really trying to make this move. I just did my first hosting show yeah. in Benedict last week, so, I mean... Well, All right. I've been listening to Breakfast Club for years. I love the Breakfast Club. Yeah, I'm so excited that you're getting ready to do your own thing. I'm going to listen out for you as well. Um, okay. And I hope uh, to hear you on the Breakfast Club soon. All right. Thank you. I love that Portia is a planner. That's how I am. She talked about June already. That's amazing. All right. And thank you, Murph. You did a great job. I appreciate you. Definitely keep my name in that pot, though, for real. Shout out to the Breakfast Club and what y'all doing, man. Y'all love me. Give everybody your Instagram, too, in case they want to follow you and hire you for stuff. Matter of fact, definitely. Darnell Murph is my Instagram. I got a daddy-daughter dance coming on November 13th. Inbox me. It's going to be down here at the Bigsby Center at uh, Columbia, South Carolina. It's going to be the first of the annual. So I'm going to be hosting that as well. This is my first big event, my first big party. So support Darnell Murph on Facebook and Instagram. All right, we love to hear it. Thank you, Murph. It is Ask Ye, 800-585-1051. Call us at The Breakfast Club. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. What's up? It is The Breakfast Club. We are in the middle of Ask Yee. I think we're winding down as far as me with Ask Yee. I'm going to be doing this for another month, and that's it. But who is this? Hey, this is Josh. I I have a question. So uh, I've been dating my girl for like a year now, and she kind of has an odor down there, and I don't know how to tell her. How, How do I go about that? Oh, all right. That could be for any reason. Now, does she always have an odor or is it only around her period? Yeah, she's always had it, but I'm not sure how to approach her, how to how to tell her about it. I don't want to be insensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's not about being insensitive. It's also about the fact that she could potentially have an STD. That's what an odor might mean. You know, women do have different smells at different times around your period, before it, after it. Um, especially after, uh, if you're not, you know, taking care of everything, there's nothing you could really do about that. Cause there's still things coming out and we have a self-cleaning oven down there as we like to call it, but it could be a yeast infection, which normally you would know, but it could also be an STD. And that's something that she might want to definitely go to the gynecologist and see what it is. And so I think it's not about being sensitive. It's also about being health conscious, right? When's the last time she's gone to the doctor? Um, uh, I'm not sure. Like, probably once a year, maybe? I, I don't know. Well, you need to make sure you tell her, like, listen, because I care about you, there is an odor that I've noticed, and you need to get that checked out. I mean, there's things that could happen. It could be cervical cancer. Uh, it could be, and I, I wouldn't think it's poor hygiene if she always has it. Does she have a discharge that you've noticed, too? Uh, no. Okay. She gets wet, though, right? Or is she always dry? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing my thing. Yeah. But so how do you have sex knowing that there's something potentially wrong? 
So what I do is I just whenever I got to go down there, I just kind of hold my breath because, like I said, I don't want to be rude. I don't know maybe her, like you explained her diet or her pHs. I don't know what's going on, but you know, for me to try to be a good boyfriend, I just kind of hold my breath and do what I can for a while, and then. Just yeah, because you know, it if it is something more serious than poor um, eating habits, that's something that could affect you too. You could actually end up getting an STD. And so I would tell her she's got to go to the doctor. She's got to get checked out and get checked for everything. Sometimes when you go to the gynecologist, if you don't request those tests, then they don't do them. So just make sure that when she goes in, she says, I want to get tested for everything. And that way they can let her know if anything is wrong. And then if there's nothing wrong, like you said, it could be a dietary thing, but um, I'm not sure how pungent or how strong this odor is, but usually that's an indication that something could be more uh, serious. Okay. So tell her, go to the doctor um, and try to figure and tell out her why. how do I tell bring her that why. conversation up? Just, I, you have to. If you can have sex with somebody and lay down with them and call them your girlfriend, you should be able to discuss something like that. Okay. Because this is something that could All affect right. you Thank as you. well. And so that's why. And if you care about her, you don't want her to get in a situation where she has an STD and now that affects her fertility or that affects her health or that affects anything. Because the longer that something like that goes untreated, the worse that it can be. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to bring it up. I'll bring it up. Thank you. All right. All right. No problem. Hopefully it's nothing serious. It could be a UTI. It could be anything. All right. And that is Ask Yee. Now, coming up, we do have rumors. We'll be talking about Gunna and we'll tell you what the judge has threatened to do in court. All right. We'll talk about it when we come back to The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, 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 rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. No, 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 yes, no, no, so in Gunna's case, the Rico case that has also indicted Young Thug and other members of the YSL crew, some videos have now surfaced, and this is the judge for one of the hearings in Gunna's case where he threatened to have Gunna's family arrested if they continue to criticize the legal process in the courtroom. Here is what happened on that video. I can potentially do is, like I said, I will try the case as expeditiously as possible. But at this point in time, I don't find any change in circumstances that would that would allow me to, or move me from changing my decision as to, as to bond. And if anybody's in the gallery and you can't otherwise control yourself or otherwise make, you want to make any appropriate comments, then you can leave at this point in time. No harm will come or, or, or nothing else will occur. But if you remain in this courtroom and make, it, and make any outbursts, I'll have you arrested. I have no idea why Gunner is still incarcerated. 
And, and his family does have every right to be upset because they don't have no evidence against him. There's no witnesses testifying against him. Why can't he at least get a bond? Yeah, I don't even understand what's going on. I know that he's a, a filed for his fourth attempt to get a bond, so we'll see what happens. But it seems like they really have it out for him, and they're not trying to to get this to happen. All right, and College Hill Celebrity Edition is set for a season two, and this new class of celebrities will be attending Alabama State University this time. Uh, Ray J is returning, by the way, and Amber Rose, Iman Shumpert, uh, K-Way, blame it on K-Way will be there. Also, Tiffany, New York Pollard, Parker McKenna-Posey, uh, Jocelyn will be there as well. So get ready for College Hill Celebrity Edition. Okay. I'm not mad at the idea of people going to college if they're actually going to class and everything, though. I guess. I mean, do, do they actually get degrees or some type of certification yeah, while they're there? Is it just for TV? I think it's just for TV. Because remember oh, okay. when we <laughs> we were talking about the uh, original College Hill and they were saying that they could barely even do classes because of the show. So, Well, maybe, no. it inspire, maybe it'll inspire people to go to college. Maybe people will see it, and, you know, think college looks fun and, you know, it'll encourage people to go to college. And it's also dope to highlight HBCUs as well. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And drop on the clues bar right. for uh, Tracy Edmonds. Salute to Tracy Edmonds. Mm -hmm. All right. And Waka Flocka has some issues with the Pivot podcast. Now, Charlamagne was on, and this happened. You're not having the conversations Channing have at home. Depends. Which one? Because I want my daughters to bring home a corny guy. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. I understood what you were saying, though, but it's like, yeah. I, I want my daughters to bring home a square. We all like, do. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. have all said that. Yeah. Yeah. We have, yeah. 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 But you don't want to hang with him, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm going home. Hey, you know, it's interesting though, because like guys like that, man, they'd have kept me out of trouble back in the day. Well, Waka commented on Instagram, that ish lame. Grown men talking about grown men for views, especially when y'all see Russ and his family happy. SMFH, we got to do better for real, for real. Yeah, I don't know what Waka uh, is talking about because in that situation, I'm not even talking about Russell. I literally said I want my daughter to bring home a square, bring home a corny guy. Based off the conversation that uh, they had previously about, you know, Russell and what constitutes a square and what constitutes a, a so-called corny guy. I literally want my daughter to bring home what some people would call a square or a corny guy. So I don't know what Waka was talking about in that situation. I don't think he understood the context of the conversation. But what about future? Would you be mad at that? What do you mean? Like if your daughter brought home somebody like future. My conversation was, I don't want, if the future is considered a street <laughs> nigga, no, I don't want my daughter to bring home no street dude. Uh, okay, no, well, I'm only, but I, I'm just trying, <laughs> I was trying to go to no. the next story, and that oh, is. Oh, you segueing, of, okay, because I'm trying to figure yes, out what future got to do with this. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, his, one of his alleged baby mothers, we don't know if this is true or not, but her name is um, Crazy K on Instagram. Uh, she was addressing future, and it went viral. She said, you can cuss future out. Damn near slap that and where he will not trip. But go to the internet, he gonna come for your throat. He hates it. I know he missed me eating his butt. But we don't need to be doing this bad term, good term ish every few months. Toxic at an all time high. I'd rather do ish the legal way at this point because he gonna play with me every time ish don't go his way. He not hurting me. You hurting your fat fat is what you call her, you dumb ass fool. And he Jesus said we was having sex while pregnant and only one time after and I was like man F this I can't keep allow the devil inside my body. He comes with a bunch of dotty hating hoes and his disrespectful mouth and I'll take less going to court than having him and me and my daughter's life. Peace is the real wealth but before I dead him for real this time I had to share this so he can see I'm effing serious this time. Now he got a reason to hate me. And then she goes on to talk about the issues that um, she has and she also posted 
some messages as well. Lord have mercy. By the way, uh, I'm not judging future either because everybody grows and evolves. And I, I was a future ass guy at one point based off his music. I don't know future personally, but I just want my daughter to be happy as a father and bring home a square, <laughs> a so-called square, a so-called corny guy. <laughs> You're like, just to clarify. All right. Well, just, that is just your just to clarify, report. Cause for, for some reason, context, people have no idea uh, of, of context anymore. So just want to be clear. Well, this is a time when people just take a clip, post it, and then put a, a headline on it. And but that, so, I mean, but, yeah. but even in that clip, it's very, very clear. I mean, everybody else got the message that uh, I was delivering. So I, I don't understand why, why, why Flocker didn't. Like, I even saw a headline that said, matter of fact, Dear Father, salute to Dear Fathers on Instagram. It said, Charlemagne explains why he wants his daughter to bring home a corny guy. And they put corny guy in parentheses and they put salute. So, I, you know. Salute to Flocker. That's my man, but I don't understand what he's talking about in that particular situation. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. That's right. When we come back, it's the People's Choice Mix, but not really the People's Choice Mix because NB already pre-recorded it. But if you want to call in and request a song that you probably are, might hear or might not hear, it's on you. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Fairy Tale. Stephen King takes you through a doorway to another world. Get ready. Start listening when you sign up for a free 30-day trial at the home of storytelling, audible.com slash breakfast club. Uh, I want to tell everybody, make sure you tune in to my late night talk show tonight. Uh, hell of a week comes on 11.30 p.m. on Comedy Central right after the Daily Show tonight. We got a great show for you. We got uh, Teslin Figaro. We have Jim Norton. And we have Trump's former attorney, Donald Trump's former attorney, Michael Cohen. I know he got a lot to say uh, this week. And my man Stephen A. Smith will be on. So make sure you check us out tonight, 11.30 p.m. on Comedy Central, right after The Daily Show. Yes, and I'm getting all geared up for Black Entrepreneurs Day, and that's returning to the Apollo in Harlem. So you guys get ready for that. You can follow Black Entrepreneurs Day to find out how. If you want to attend, you can. And they're also giving away a lot of different grants, so make sure you pay attention to that. What I've learned as a business owner is that you got to apply for all the grants that you can, okay? So I'm just giving you all that advice. Absolutely. And right now we have the positive note, right, Charlemagne? We sure do. And the positive note is simply this, man. Uh, always remember that God, God didn't remove the Red Sea. God parted it. So that's basically saying God doesn't always remove your problems, but God will make a way for you to get through them. Talk to you tomorrow. It's the Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.